0: Chapter 4 The Neighbor Luke chapter 10 verse 36 Which of these 3 do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers What do you have to do to go to heaven Can a person ever be absolutely sure that they've done enough Is there a prayer Did you say it right What does it cost How can you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that after this life is over, you will know peace and joy forever with God? This is the point of religion. Religion is really a Latin word that means to bind together again. In other words, something has happened to my relationship with God. It's broken. We're not together and I want to get it back. I want to be bound together again with God. That is the point of religion. So when you look at a religion, the question is not whether that religion is beautiful, enlightened, peaceful, or really anything else. The only thing that matters is this. Can this religion bind me together again to God? It doesn't matter what else a religion has to offer you if it can't really restore your relationship with God. And this is the age old question. We've all asked it. We've all felt that tug inside us that says that, that this life is not all there is. Everyone knows somehow that we go on. We aren't sure how we know it, but we know that there's more to being us than this brief little sojourn on earth. What lies on the other side of death? And can I really know that it's going to be good? Can I know that God is for me and has something beautiful and good planned for me? Can I know that God and I are all right? In Luke chapter 10, a man asked Jesus this very question, point blank. What do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus immediately turned the question back on the man. What do you think? You've read the book cover to cover. What do you say? Now, obviously this guy didn't know or he wouldn't be asking Jesus. (laughs) He didn't know, but he sensed. And by the way, he sensed correctly that whatever the answer was, it was about love somehow. He fired back, um, love God with all you've got and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said, nicely put. The guy wanted more from Jesus. So he asked, so who is my neighbor? Jesus then launched into a story about a man who was assaulted by bandits, beaten, robbed and left for dead. A couple of religious people passed by, but they ignored him and gave him no help. Then a foreigner, an outsider, came into this situation. He saw the hurting, dying man and felt compassion for him deep within himself. The outsider then bandaged the man's wounds with oil and wine. He loaded the wounded man onto his own donkey and took him into an inn where he personally paid the cost for the man's healing and restoration. At the end of the story, Jesus then did something unbelievably amazing. He flipped the whole thing around by saying to this man, which of the three passing men was a neighbor to the victim? Whoa. That was that was incredible. Did did you notice it? Did you did you catch the magic trick that, that just went down? You see, I've always heard that the point of this good Samaritan story was that Jesus was saying to this guy, you know, care about people who are hurting, show them love when they need it, that that's going to get you into heaven. I mean, that's the way people always interpret that story. But there are a couple of problems with that interpretation. First off, that's not the gospel. (laughs) The message of the gospel is not about doing things to earn a place in heaven. I mean, those are great things. And we should care about people that are hurting and show them love when they need it. But that's not what the message of the good news is. Not only that, but after the story was over, Jesus said, which of the three was a neighbor to the man who fell into robbers? In other words, the helpless needy man isn't your neighbor that you're supposed to love. You're the helpless needy man. It turns out that when Jesus told the story, and asked that question, he changed the perspective and showed that we're not the Samaritan coming to help somebody. We're the victim in the story. You there listening to the story, you're the one who was assaulted, hurt, and abandoned without hope or resources. Wow. Jesus turned the whole thing around. If this is about getting into heaven, the first thing you need to realize is that you're the one lying there on the road, broke and bleeding to death. Let me say that again. If this is about getting into heaven, the first thing you need to realize is that you're the one lying there on the road, broke and bleeding to death. We were helpless and on our own traditional religion passed us by and left us on the road dying. Someone else had to come in. An outsider came into the situation and cared about you. By the way, the phrase had compassion on him. That phrase is only ever used about Jesus and this Samaritan in Jesus' story. The outsider loved you when you were helpless and needy. He bound up your wounds. He gave you a ride for free. He paid the price for your healing and restoration. Jesus was going to Jerusalem, and pretty soon he would fall into the hands of sinners. They would take everything he had. They would punch him, kick him, pull out his beard, whip him, smack his face, and make him bleed. They would nail him up to a piece of wood and leave him for dead he would willingly walk into all of this because he saw you in need what do we need to do to have eternal life love god and love my neighbor who is our neighbor he's the one who loved us when we were broken and dying jesus was the outsider the neighbor if you know how bad you needed to be rescued and you see how Jesus has rescued you and you love him for it, you're in. For more on this, get yourself to a quiet place. Read Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, and Romans chapter five, verses six through eight. Think about what Jesus has willingly endured. Think about the fact that he did it all because he saw you in need that he felt love for you deep down in his gut. What does that do inside you? Tell him about it.